please, 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 everybody have a seat. Have a seat. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Tech School podcast powered by DSDT. Carlos, how is it going, good friend? Uh, I'm not going to complain because nobody wants to hear it. Glad to no. be here, Josh. How are you today? Doing well, sir. Doing quite well. I will complain. It's very cold outdoors here in Metro Detroit. I'm going to complain cold. too, just a little bit. It's just a little I don't bit. have the beard you have no more. I, you know, I, I'm just saying, man. You're looking kind of distinguished over yonder. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you. I think <laughs> I'll keep it for a while. You going to keep it for a while? I think so. So does the beard become you, or what's the reasoning behind it? You know what? My mother, who did not like it or originally, she said uh -huh. a few weeks into it, she said, it's starting to become you. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah I like the beard of you, too. Get yours back, man. Get yours back. Yeah, well, I'm I'm working. I'm trying to work on what's upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. All right. Hey, so uh, you went out to California last week? Yes, I did, Josh. Yes, yes I did. And just do we have to talk about it? Huh? I guess I guess not. Yeah, do we have to talk about it? Listen, okay. the one thing I can say that I loved about, I was in the LA area, mm -hmm. and one of the biggest things that I really loved was I got a chance to see the Pistons play the Lakers. <laughs> oh, you went to that game. And that game in LA was following the incident at LCA. Yeah, absolutely. So how, you know what? Well, since since you mentioned it, Describe the the atmosphere, the vibe. Hey, listen. So, um, back in the days when the bad boys were the bad boys, you know, Isaiah and the whole squad, mm -hmm. or even when, uh, um, um, what's his name? Nah, I can't remember his name. You know, the second phase. Oh, uh, Ben Wallace, Rasheed Wallace. Ben Wallace, yeah, Ben okay. Wallace. You read right top of my mind, right? So. It, once that era was here, I wasn't necessarily in Michigan at the time. You know, I, um, as you already know, I grew up in Arkansas. And so uh, I never had an opportunity to see those games in person. Right. So, of course, the team is rebuilding right now and we're going through a phase. But I can tell you the one thing that I loved about being in Staple Arena was the fact that it was electrifying. It mm. was electric. I mean, if I could be honest, it seemed to not be a seat that was opened. You know, and it was just, I don't think that the halftime shows were as good as the ones that we have here at Little Caesars. But at the same time, the game itself, it was like, wow. Now, of course, I'm not no L.A. fan. I just keep it 1,000. I'm not a Laker fan. Not at all, Right. Right. Um, I like some of the players, and I thought that they played a great game. But I'm still a hometown down the heart. I love the Pistons. I love what they're doing with Cade right now, and yes. you know it is what it is. If I could, if I could go see a game every time that they played Pistons, and I had like you know some nice seats, I'd come. Yeah, I'm just saying, I'm just saying I'd come. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll have to see if we can get that figured out, get you get you to a few more games. Well, Josh, I'm just saying, you know, you know people who know people, you know people. Okay. Let's <laughs> let's see what I can figure out. Let's see what, yes, I, sir. what I know. Okay. Most definitely, um, right? 
Hey, indeed, sir, indeed. Um, so I like some of the topics we're going to discuss today. Um, one is content. Content yeah. is the king of everything. And content yeah. comes from what we're on right now. Our computers, mm -hmm. our laptops, our, our tablets, our iPods, etc., iPads. Yeah. You know, I found it intriguing for the simple fact that so many times you will hear those, especially the gurus you write mm -hmm. in the arena, they always make the statement, content is king. Content is king. I never knew Bill Gates was the person responsible for that adage. I never mm -hmm. knew it. And so that's kind of, you know, and it's nice. You know, if you go back and read the white paper in regards to it from 1996 and the things that he was talking about, how much they've come to fruition and even yeah. more so as we're looking into the metaverse. Mm. Right. So I, I definitely want to see what um, our guest of the hour, Miss Tish Delano, uh, who's an instructor at DSDT, the digital media program. I definitely want to see what her opinion is in regards to the digital marketing or the digital media content piece. Yeah, I like part of this quote. Content is where I expect much of the real money will be made on the Internet, just as it was in broadcasting. Local yeah. from Bill Gates. Yeah. yeah. Content is king. Yeah. You know, um, and so we can get I, can, I really can go down that rabbit hole, but I don't want to do it without first. Bringing on the person of the hour, Miss mm -hmm. Tish Delano. Hi. <laughs> good afternoon, Tish. How are you? Good, good. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Nice and cold day. <laughs> yeah, hey, you guys keep talking about his cold. Do you understand <laughs> that we have viewers all around the world? I mean, literally all around the world. It's not cold everywhere. Who cares if I have a turtleneck on? Who cares if I have this blazer and I'm freezing? You know what I'm saying? When Carl asked, do you want to do it remotely today? I said, no problem. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And therefore, you got to love technology. Yep. And speaking of my technology, on it. <laughs> absolutely. You are a digital media instructor, Tish, at DSDT. Mm -hmm. And Carlos and I were just discussing this article with Bill Gates that was published in 1996. Yeah. Um, and he came up with the, the phrase, content is king. What did he mean by that? What does he mean by that? When I read that article, I was absolutely floored. I didn't realize how old it was. And then he starts talking about dial-up. And I was like, wait a minute. Um, but I mean, he truly was onto something. Um, these days, uh, TV, radio, you know, they're not as popular, popular as they once were. People are now using social media, streaming services, and content truly is king. Content is what fuels social media. Content is what fuels YouTube, you know. YouTubers may be called influencers, but really they're content creators. If you're you know, make generating memes and pumping them out on Reddit. You're a content creator, you know? Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, these days, yeah, content rules our lives. <laughs> yes, so, indeed. So, so as I was trying to get my mind wrapped around the whole content piece, mm -hmm. how does digital media play a part in that conversation? What, I mean, what does even digital media mean? 
So digital media is anything that relies on um, digital technology for its creation, its distribution. So, I mean, a lot of billboards these days are digital media because they're digital now instead of paper. But even then, somebody created it on a computer. Um, like I said, memes are digital media. Videos, digital media. Podcasts are digital mm. media. Um, digital media has an incredibly broad uh, definition and within digital media, I mean, you know, film and video, incredibly broad these days, graphic design, incredibly broad. Um, like I said, even broadcasting, you know, we've now, we're now switching over to podcasts versus traditional radio. Even mm. most radio shows have their own podcasts. So yeah, digital media, it's everywhere. <laughs> you can't escape it. You raise a good point. When I'm watching ESPN, for example, some of the analysts on there on first take, they'll be conducting their broadcasting responsibilities, but then also producing or promoting their mm -hmm. podcasts mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, even churches have podcasts these days. I mean, wow. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, 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 uh, most churches have, you know, social media, some have their own YouTube pages. You'll find them hiring for Dijimi specialists to, uh, broadcast, you know, um, every Sunday, you know, for their people that can't make it in. And that was before COVID. So now, I mean, if you hadn't gotten on board yet, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> so, so is today's text of digital media the same as it was back in the day of when Bill Gates first wrote this article back in 96? Is it the same... I don't know, the same uh, substance? I mean, I, I think the the seeds were there. I like I said, as I'm reading it, and he's talking about dial-up, you know, how nobody wants a, a big ad that is gonna take forever on your dial-up connection. And I am old enough to remember dial-up. Um, you <laughs> know, I mean, back then. I mean, I mean if, if you yeah. I always tell my students, I'm like, listen, I'm like, I'm not gonna tell you hold am, but I am old enough to remember some of this stuff. Um I mean, we could not imagine. I mean, can you imagine just streaming a song on dial-up? I mean, or streaming something like this on dial-up, it, mm. it, would, it would never happen. <laughs> and if you did even get five seconds of it to load, you know your mom would pick up the phone and just connect you. <laughs> so, you know, I, okay, so we were just saying how um, I was able to go out to LA this past week and one of the takeaways that I had was how many people I came into contact with and they had these dreams of being actors. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I even met a young man who was a waiter at a restaurant or hostess at a restaurant. And he moved to L.A. from Mount Pleasant here next to Detroit. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, you know, as I think of that in correlation to content being king from 1996, I literally sat there and asked myself, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Because it seems now like the vehicle of digital media affords us not to have to move to L.A., to New York, in order mm. that we would be able to express the things that we have a passion for, express our talents, our abilities. I mean, am I wrong in my view of that? Are you asking no. the question, is digital media making us lazy? No. 
No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'm not going to say that it makes us lazy. I'm going to say that it affords us more opportunities than in the day of 1996. Absolutely. There was a day when you had to move to L.A. in order to get noticed, you know. But nowadays with digital media, we have the Instagrams. We have the YouTubes. We have all these other platforms that we're able to get in front of thousands, if not millions of people at one time in order for them to see what we have to offer. Isn't that an form of advancement within the digital media industry? Oh, absolutely. I would 100% agree with you, Carlos, because look what we're doing right here, right now. You, me, and Tish, we're in three different locations and we're bringing you a live podcast. Mm -hmm. 10 years ago, 20 years ago, that would not be possible, let alone in 1996. Mm -hmm. So Bill Gates, as, as Tish alluded to, Bill Gates, as we all know, has always been ahead of his time. And this, what we're doing right here right now is just a tiny drop of that. Okay, so Josh, where were you in 1996? I'm just asking questions. You don't have to give any specifics. I'm just asking. I plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. So we won't get into it. Uh, I do remember where I was in 1996. I actually, my son uh, was born in April of 1996. Well, one of my sons was born in April of 1996. And I remember when that kid was probably two, three years old and him being at the computer and playing one of his games. And I can remember hearing the dial up modem connecting, you know, that whole AOL thing. Mm -hmm. How far have we advanced since those days, right? Wow. I mean, you, you have so many different uh, venues in which you're able to create and show your talents within the digital media spectrum. So, Tish, uh, kind of yeah. explain to us some of the experience that you bring as an instructor at DSDT in the digital media program, if you will, please. Sure. Um, so, I mean, I've been, I mean, I started with, video and which is where a lot of us that end up at digital media start um you know and i'm talking back working with a camera that had the vhs tape that went inside <laughs> um not to uh age myself too much there uh but yeah i started with video just creating videos uh, expressing myself creatively through that um as much as i could um and eventually I realized like that was my passion. That's really what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So I started a small production company, just taking whatever jobs anybody would get me and I was doing it on the side. Uh, eventually I went back to school. I worked full time and commuted to Farmington Hills uh, to study digital media and get a diploma that would help me be able to do it full time um, and before I even graduated, I had a job with Crime Stoppers of Michigan as their digital media specialist. So I think I was on the right, I think I picked the right career path. Um, you know, I've done videos for nonprofits. I make flyers because digital media, like I said, it's all encompassing and the more skills that you bring to the table, even if you're not the greatest at them, the more skills you have, uh, the more, employable you are the more uh jobs that you can get if you're freelancing and trying to do it as like you know a side hustle or your full-time hustle um i've videos flyers um i've done some web design 
Um, I had to learn photography at one of my jobs. Uh, it was, yeah, I, like on the fly. I was just like, well, I can shoot video. Hopefully I can take photos. And I learned and it was, you know, it was great experience. And I feel like I'm pretty well-rounded now. One of my favorite parts of this podcast, Carlos and Tish, is when questions come in. Therefore, let's uh, put this one out there. How do you expect the digital media industry will change in the future? What can we look forward to? I definitely feel like um, there are definitely still companies that everything is specialized. You know, there's a department for the graphic design. There's a department for this and for that. And in the smaller companies, you're, you're doing it all. You're doing everything. You're doing the graphic design, the video, um, all of that, tweaking the website for them. And I feel like, unfortunately, that that is, both unfortunately and unfortunately, that is where we are moving when it comes to digital media is that they're going to expect, even when they need a team and everyone's got their strengths, they're going to expect everyone to be able to have some knowledge of everything so that you know, you're never just sitting there going like, well, there's no video right now. So I guess I'm just going to sit here for a while until the next project comes down the tube. I think things are going to get quicker and bigger. And with, you know, we'll see where the whole metaverse thing goes. Um, I'm already hearing buzz about jobs galore with the whole metaverse. And I mean, VR is taking off. I, I think it's just going to get bigger and bigger. And you know, those of us that learned stuff five years ago, we have to stay active and have to stay in it because otherwise these these 10-year-olds on TikTok right now, they're going to fly right past us. <laughs> I mean, literally, so, I mean, we, we laugh at that, right? But just last evening, I was in one of my rabbit holes, whether you believe it or not, late in the evenings, I do do that, right? And I was looking at these NFTs that this 10-year-old kid designed. Yeah. 10 year old kid had an NFT line that mm -hmm. I was looking at called mm -hmm. Basic Beast and he's developing it with a friend of his. And I thought, wow, wow. Um, I read through uh, one of my meta feeds of a 12 year old that just released a NFT line a few weeks ago and already has made about roughly a 1.6 million. I know. And I pause. 1.6 million. When yeah. you talk about digital media skills, that's where we're headed, you mm -hmm. know? And I mean, I could literally speak on for hours about this, but if you've ever thought about as a creative, you know, uh, building um, a portfolio in which you would showcase some of those one dimensional images that you have, you have to begin to consider what's happening with the metaverse, as it's called, and, and there's mm -hmm. other variances of it. But what's going on in, with uh, NFTs? You know, if you don't understand what an NFT is, sit yourself down like a Carlos does in the middle of the night and get into a rabbit hole on YouTube. Learn as much, much as you can about it, because that is where we're headed. Mm -hmm. Has anybody ever uh, watched the movie uh, Ready Player One besides me? Anybody? Josh? You might be alone on that one, my friend. Josh! I have oh a big, I have a familiar with it. I have a familiar with familiarness with it, but I haven't watched the movie. <laughs> Listen, you guys have a class assignment as of now. I'm just saying, I know you don't have a lot of time, right? Because you guys are so busy. You're instructors, you're newscasters, you all these big wigs. Ready, player one before the Ready, next session. Player one. 
Okay. Ready Player One. When you talk about what's happening, what happened at Facebook with the meta uh, and changing, mm -hmm. when you're talking about what we're trying to do with VR and AR, when you're talking about cryptocurrencies and, you know, Bitcoin, Litecoin and all mm -hmm. these variances, Ready Player One. Do yourself a favor, watch it. And once you do, you will say, Carlos, wow. Mm. Yeah. And I think even uh, spinning off of NFT, I started learning about NFT. I mean, obviously, we've been hearing about it for a while. I started learning it, about it on TikTok because there's a lot of NFT creators on TikTok. And I think that's the other thing that you have to watch when it comes to digital media is what are the social media trends? Where are people spending their time? Um, people are spending their time on TikTok. People are getting famous off of TikTok. People are earning a living making TikToks. And I did not, I was ornery and did not get into it until the pandemic when I got so bored, I had no choice. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Instagram had to change their platform and their logarithms to try to remain competitive with TikTok. YouTube added shorts yep. to try to remain competitive with TikTok. It's important mm -hmm. to follow these um, these trends because that is also going to inform where is digital media going. Hmm. Here's a question. Um, what are some of the basic skills, programming, languages, et cetera, that one should get into to get started in digital media? I mean, basically, to get started in digital media, I mean, you have, a, if, I'm assuming you have a phone. As I tell my students, I'm like, if you have a phone and it has a working camera, I'm like, boom, there's there's your entryway. That's like, you can take photos and start playing with editing. Not, And I don't just mean slap an Instagram filter. You know, some of my students would get bitter because I make them go through the steps in Photoshop. And I'm like, why? I can just hop into Photoshop. I'm like, but it's not the same. You're not going to get the same product and same you know, editing videos to like, this would be so much easier if I did this in Instagram Reels or in TikTok's video editor. I said, yeah, but you're not gonna get as good of a product. Um, you know, that's a good place to start. Um, that's not gonna require you to buy anything. Um, start playing around there. And like I said, and see what's going on in social media. Social media is gonna inform you what the digital media trends are and eventually, employers are usually about a couple years behind, but employers are going to catch up. So it gives you a little bit of time. Oh, I really like this question here. With the rate of change in digital media space, is it still relevant to get a certification? That's a good it, question. Yeah, it is. And I mean, and truly it is. Uh, one of the barriers that I always faced was, you know, I got a certification, a diploma instead of a bachelor's degree, because like I said, I was working full time. I was going through major life change. I was moving. I did not have time to, you know, sit around for four years and get a bachelor's. I did a one-year accelerated program, you know, much like what DSDT offers now. And um, I found that uh, for a while I had a lot of resistance. People like, oh, well, I want a bachelor's degree. And then they started to realize like, okay, but experience matters more than a bachelor's degree. Mm -hmm. And while I think you can get a job with just like, here's my, um, here's the content I've been creating for the last like five years on Facebook and Instagram. And I have this following and stuff. Um, but I feel like employers still like to see that you had some sort of education. Uh, it means that a, you're not learning on the job, you know, the official way to do things. Uh, <laughs> and that's why I went back because I was like, yeah, I could try to get a job without any 
proper schooling and having taught myself all this stuff, but I'm so glad I went to school because there were a lot of gaps in my knowledge and um, I, I would not be where I am if I had not done my due diligence and gone back and put in the time and the effort. I like the way that she says there was a lot of gaps in her knowledge, right? So um, I, I myself, I'm autodidactic. I love it. I love to be self-taught, which is why I go down rabbit holes. But at the same time, I also understand that there's things that I don't know that I don't know. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. and that's why having instructors that have been trained uh, on the subject matter is a great thing to have. You know, yeah. whether it be the student base that we ha have here at DSDT, you don't necessarily want a Carlos who's autodidactic to be trying to tell you the latest trends in digital media, because I'm going to give it to you the bootleg way. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm going to give it to you the bootleg way, <laughs> you, you yeah. know? So you actually want those uh, industry professionals that not only have the experience, but they have been formally trained in mm -hmm. order to give you what you know, so that it'd be a quick, quicker route from A to Z. Because yes. otherwise, I'm going to have you from A to Z, back again, and all around, as would a lot of individuals akin to me. With that being said, Tish, you being an instructor at DSDT and having tons of experience with digital media, how are you formulating your curriculum from one semester to the next? Uh, I mean, you know, my first semester, it was like start from scratch and just uh, go with the flow. It's literally updating two days before, um, you mm. know, as I'm trying to figure out like what is, you know, what speed, what level of experience are my students at? What can I anticipate? Um, and now that I think I've got it, I've got it pretty down. I'm looking at um, what are the trends? What are the gaps that we're not teaching yet? Like, you know, we don't uh, we don't do podcasting yet uh, at DSDT, but I managed to find some room in my curriculum that when I cover audio for video to kind of sandwich those in, I cover a little bit of podcasting to get my students thinking. Cause you know, you, you don't need a ton of um, equipment and stuff to do a podcast. The more knowledge you have, obviously the easier it's gonna be. And I say that as a podcaster, Wish I had did broadcasting while I was at school too, because I think it would have made it easier, um, less of a learning curve, but I at least want to get them thinking. And um, as I learn about these new things, like I'm already thinking like, okay, next class period, I definitely, maybe in the graphic design day, I want to talk about NFTs. I want to put together a lecture. So that's something I'm going to do in my downtime when my students are in lab. It's like, okay, I'm going to start putting together a lecture about NFTs because I was trying to explain to my fiance uh, yesterday what an NFT was, and he was like, ah. and I was like, I was like, yeah, I think I need to like look up a real formal definition. I was like, because I just, <laughs> I was like, it's art, but it's it's like digital art, but you don't own it, but you do, and there's crypto. And he's like, okay, you need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So here's here's a question that I definitely would like to get your insight to. Uh, do you feel that all the digital media trends? take away from having a personal connection to people, like writing a letter, sitting face to face with people, et cetera? I, you know, I think that's been uh, a stigma about social media and digital media um, that, oh, it's, it's taking away from our ability to connect with people. But I mean, they said the same thing about the bicycle when bicycles became popular in the Victorian period is like, oh, it's, People aren't talking anymore. They're out riding bikes. I mean, 
you can say that about anything. And if anything, I feel like it helps us connect even more, you know, the amount of um, friends I have across the country that I would never have met if it weren't for, oh, they commented on a video I posted. Um, uh, somebody that a fellow podcaster who's in the UK, I can't remember exactly which country, but uh, he listened to my podcast and we've kind of like connected there. Like, and I was like, I would have never had this opportunity. Um, and I don't have the attention span, never have since I was a kid to, you know, sit down and write a letter. Wasn't really good at that whole pin pal thing, but email electronic mail um, is what helped me be able to uh, maintain pen pals. And now Facebook messenger and, um, Instagram's messenger service, um, and all of those things have helped me stay in better contact with people, family members. So I don't think it takes away at all. I think it's just a different experience and, you know, I obviously, believe that. yeah, nothing replaces face to face. Don't forget about the emojis. <laughs> that has a connection. <laughs> right. So, hey. I, no, I believe that uh, it has definitely connected us even more. You know, now I don't know about you guys, but I walk out to the mailbox every evening once I get home. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you that a lot of times I get mail out of the box, it goes straight into the trash. I never even yeah. look at it. But mm -hmm. so many times I find myself in my email. And I'm flipping and I'm rolling and I'm, I'm reading and I am more connected today than I ever would have been prior to, you know, it just, it is what it is. Um, I actually had to uh, turn off notifications for emails, text messages and messenger mm -hmm. in order that I wouldn't be distracted as much. I yeah. mean, it's just, we're just so intertwined and anybody can reach out to me at any given time. I had somebody call me the other day. I didn't even know who the heck it was. My wife was like, who is that? I'm like, I don't know. And I'm not answering it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I can't, I'm not, I, I don't know who the person is. And now that be, because we're friends on Facebook, uh, you have the privilege, privilege of calling me anytime. If you don't know my number, don't call me like that. You don't, I don't know yeah. you like that. Yeah. It, obviously, there's a dark side to all of it. You know, it's easy to become addicted. I mean, I, you go, you've gone down late night rabbit holes on YouTube. I can't tell you how many times I'm like, I'm just gonna open TikTok for just just a minute. I'm just gonna watch a couple of videos. I'm just looking for this one thing, and then I'm getting off, and then I look up, and it's been 45 minutes. And I will admit, like during the lockdown, there were times I look up and it was like two hours. And I'm like, ooh, putting the phone away like that. <laughs> it is easy to lose yourself. <laughs> so so from one from one of the uh viewers right now uh mandy mandy makes the reference that having said all of that she loves getting a personal letter a card and nothing beats a hug except mm, in yeah. the metaverse baby <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think after the last couple of years i think we can all agree you know you know social media digital media you know, all of the ex, um, advances in technology have made being connected so much easier, but truly like it cannot replace, you know, a it can't replace that. Nothing face. can, at least, you know, yet. I'm sure uh, Bill Gates or Zuckerberg are working on like a hugging robot right now that will totally replace hugs, but <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, I cannot let 
you leave without giving some oh. reference to the work that you've done with mm. Crime Stoppers. Yeah. Uh, one of the, the reasons all the more why uh, Tish is mm -hmm. even with us as an instructor at DSDT is because of the phenomenal portfolio she brought with her as she, how long were you with the program, Tish? Uh, I was with Crime Stoppers for almost two years. Two uh, years. Yep. And then I turned the reins over to my intern when I left. And so um, as we were getting ready for this piece, uh, we found that Crime Stoppers had been recognized with their Digital Media Award. Mm -hmm. You know, and I thought that that was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, so definitely want to say hats off to you and thank you for all the work. Thank you. That you did with them. <laughs> I don't want to, and I don't want to take credit for somebody else's stuff. So that one is actually the Crime Stoppers, like of Genesee County, which um, I, they do have a separate one from Crime Stoppers of Michigan. But I do want to give Crime Stoppers a shout out. Um, you know, when I started there, um, you know, they'd had a, you know, they've always they've had digital media specialists for years. Um, but the advancements that they allowed me to make, and that I was able to then pass on and carry on. Um, the first time uh, a press conference that I, you know, filmed and put out there and went really hard with a social media campaign, the first time one of those crimes got solved and a family, you know, saw justice for their son, uh, that was truly, it, 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 it changes your life, stuff like that. And I, I always include that in my conversation uh, when I'm teaching my students, uh, you know, that this work does have meaning. It just depends on what you're doing. Um, but absolutely. Yeah. Well, well, I can say for sure that Crime Stoppers is an active, very important organization here in Metro Detroit, to say mm -hmm. the least. Um, and to see it evolve in the digital media universe as well, that's just another needed tool as it continues to do its work in fighting crime. So yeah. You. Thank you. And. I'm really thankful to them, like I said, for giving me my first, like, you know, full, like, full on digital media job where I didn't have to do, I didn't have another job. Like, that was my job. Um, but also, they gave me my first, they helped me kind of get me on the path of realizing I wanted to be an instructor because they let me start an internship program, um, both long term and short term. And I was teaching interns. And that's when I realized, like, I like this. I think I want to teach this someday. And that became one of my goals. And it just it just shows you right there how even Crime Stoppers, an organization that fights crime and self-explanatory, is using digital media. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's just yes. part of the evolution. It is. It is. And I'm really looking forward to seeing where they go. By the way, they are a nonprofit. <laughs> if anyone is looking this Christmas season to make a donation, I don't work there anymore, so I don't get anything out of this, but I still very much, you know, I support um, what they do for the families of the victims and uh, and it's good people that work there and they work hard. So beautiful, beautiful. Well, Tish, we'd like to thank you for giving us a moment of your time. We do understand that uh, you got students to teach. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to hit the road to get to class. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for all that you do for DSDT. Thank you for the wealth of knowledge that you bring to the fold. And also, we look forward to having another conversation with you in the days and weeks to come. Yes, I look forward all to coming right. back. Take care. Thank all you. Right, thanks. 
All right, Josh, my good yeah. friend, it's that time when we will say that coming up next, we will have our student guest. His name is Mr. Tar Thomas Hardiman, and Thomas is going to come in and kind of give us some insight into his experience with DSTT. Um, and I'm really looking forward to this because he actually developed a game, video game development skills i don't i'm gonna have him explain all that but in the meantime we definitely got to pay some bills uh before we have thomas come out okay okay right now there are job opportunities in the tech industry we can train you for in our newly renovated state-of-the-art facility classes are beginning monthly in cybersecurity, drone technology digital marketing computer programming, film production, and many, many others. If you live in the Metro Detroit area and you're looking to learn a skill local employers are demanding, but one that isn't that of a laborer, at DSDT you can learn a lot in less than a year. Hello, I'm Jason Stemmer. I served five years as a combat engineer in the United States Army. In the summer of 2019, I joined DSDT to learn advancing technologies in computer support, networking, cybersecurity, many valuable tools in digital media. DSDT is partnered with a lot of veteran-friendly employers, and with the help of DSDT's job placement assistance, I was able to quickly begin work in the IT field. I'm very pleased with this direction, as there is unlimited potential in the, in the technology field, with no signs of growth or demand ever slowing. So come in for a visit, take a tour, and schedule a meeting with an advisor. DSDT really changed my life for the better, and it can change yours. At a Detroit School for Digital Technology, we strive to provide students who are willing to learn new and exciting skill sets with a quality education in cutting-edge film technology to include recording in HD and 4K formats, drone videography, editing, and state-of-the-art color grading. Our instructors are friendly, knowledgeable industry professionals who are willing to teach. For more information, call us at 313-263-4200 or visit us on the web at dsdt.tech. Okay, welcome back, Carlos. A great conversation with Tish, and we're going to continue that kind of conversation with our good friend Thomas, correct? And you said something about his experience at DSDT and how he created some kind of video game development. He is. He So he, Thomas was one of our students in the video gaming uh, program. Okay. And uh, from what I understand, I can only go by what the instructors tell me he was probably, if not the best. And so I'm eager to speak to Thomas. As a matter of fact, let's not bring even him hold him in. up. Why don't we just bring him on out? Hey, hey how y'all doing? <laughs> doing well. How are you, sir? I'm all right. I appreciate the compliments. I do appreciate that. Hey, so let's, uh, let's get into the program, first of all, and then we want to learn more about the work you've done. Okay. Carlos, you, you never mentioned anything to me about a video game program at DSDT. Okay, there. so that would actually go uh, a bit off the radar. So okay. let me let me explain it this way. When Thomas took the program, and, and I won't go into the the the, the uh, exacts, but 
when Thomas took the program, Thomas specifically wanted to get into video game development, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the instructors that we had at the time was very much so in the industry as well. And he had a lot of uh, knowledge that he, he could and would be willing at that time to impart on uh, Thomas. And so it was kind of like a match made in, in heaven. Yeah. Now, we didn't necessarily have the official title of the program, and, and it definitely would be something that I would love to visit with everything that has happened since Thomas completed his program here, right? Uh, but, I mean, Thomas can attest to his own experience as to how well that worked for him, right? It, it changed my life. Best decision I ever made. Like... <laughs> Don't you say it changed your life? It changed my life for the better. Like so, so in in, in what way? I'm so much more far ahead, far ahead than what I was before. Like in the background, you can see I have a trailer. I have our website. I have characters that we've developed. Uh, if I never would have went to this school, Carlos, if I would have never met you that day on that route, I would not be able to have this presented to anybody. Like my level of skill was so amateur-like. And once I went to that school and learned what I needed to learn there, it took me to a different level. I was, I was exposed to different things, different assets, different people. And I was able to start to develop what we have here today. And we're still growing and still developing. And as I've been listening to the podcast, like a lot of the things that we talked about, they are facts. Uh, meta, virtual reality, uh, the way we're able to communicate and talk with people uh, all over the world. Everybody that works with me does not live in the United States. I have one guy that lives in Egypt. He's a character designer. I have another guy that lives in Indonesia. He's a character designer. I have a programmer that lives in the United Kingdom. I live in Detroit, Michigan. But we're working together to make a video game work. So it's, it's a lot of things. That I've learned. Um, Listen, man, I get chills when he says all that. <laughs> I get, I know I get chills for real. Let me, okay, so let me just say this, right? Mm -hmm. So if, for those of you guys that don't know, we're just going to say it right now. Thomas, what was your day job when I met you? The United States Postal Service. Mm. Thomas was the mailman, literally. Oh, <laughs> Every day. Uh, when we initially opened, Thomas would come in in the evenings mm. to deliver the mail, and we just so happened to have a conversation one day about what we do here at DSDT. Mm -hmm. And uh, if wow. not the same day, the next day he came back to speak with one of the reps in regards to the program, and he yes. signed up immediately. Yes, immediately. Mm -hmm. And no, so here we are now. We're having a conversation with my good friend Thomas, and Thomas is saying, "Listen, man, I'm not just in Detroit no more. I'm working with a team that's around the world. Man, that's phenomenal. Listen, listen, that's phenomenal because those are the types of opportunities that we created DSDT for. Definitely. You know, we we have a graduation that's coming up, and." I was watching some of the uh, guests that'll be speaking. I was watching the videotapes last evening and one of them specifically, I won't say his name. He said that DSDT doesn't necessarily just build the skill sets, but they build the individual. Definitely. 
That's why we're here, Josh. And I think you start to see that as a common theme in the yeah. individuals that we're talking to. All right, well, so don't let me take the whole show. I'm sorry. I apologize. It'll, it'll, it'll happen again. It's okay, Carlos. It's okay. Now, one thing I do, I want to pivot the conversation a little bit and learn more about what you are showing us behind you, Thomas. Okay. So what, what, what are we looking at exactly? This is a game that I've developed called Princess of Galaxia. And so it is a role-playing game. I'll even have the trailer playing in the background without the sound, of course. Yeah. But when I first started at the school, uh, my teacher, Eric Weiss at the time, he told me that we were going to be working with a program called Unreal Engine 4. And actually, Carlos was the first one that said it. When he spoke to me that day when we were talking about things, and when he said that program, that's when I knew. I said, oh, this guy knows what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. Let me see what, what we're, we're talking about as a whole here. And that's when I met Eric. And Eric started asking me a few questions. I had, at the time, I think I had a Facebook site. And that was it. Maybe a few pictures of some old games that I made. They used to look like the old 2D Pokemon games. But now I've gotten to the point where we're able to make 3D. I wasn't able to do this. And I'm still not even the best person. But what I've learned at this school is, and even like Tish said, you're not going to be good at everything. That's, that's just impossible. If we were, everybody would be a one-man army. But you mm -hmm. need people. You need people's help. So that's where I learned. Like, I may be good at level design, but when it comes to programming, I'm not good at that. When it comes to creating those characters, I'm not good at that either. I can draw you a nice picture and tell you, hey, turn this picture into this 3D character in your way with your skills. And that's what they've been doing. So that day when I came to class and I was ready to get taught, Eric told me, he said, well, okay, well, you need to come up with a concept. You need to have characters. You need to have uh, the maps. You need to have the storyline, have all of the, the paperwork according with this game concept that we're going to start working on. I said, can it be something that I already worked on? He said, sure. I came in the next day with this binder. Feel whatever oh. I said, I'm ready to go. He said, Oh, okay. So we started working on level design. He started teaching me how to start adding in the grass, the trees, really just the basics at first, just the how so, so I could understand how to utilize the program. And so when I started learning how to design it aesthetically, that's when I started learning more about okay, how do you make this platform move when you jump on it? Or how do you make it move by itself? It's a certain program that you have to, a certain part of coding that you have to use, specifically with Unreal Engine 4 blueprints. But again, this wasn't my strength. So that's when I started looking for people to help me do this. But you took, you took the word right out. You, you, you have the knowledge to put together the blueprints, but you needed someone to help you learn the materials that were needed to make this project a reality. Exactly. At least good. Like mm -hmm. I could try to throw it all together, but it, it, it wouldn't have came out like this. At it's all. not about that. It's not about throwing it together. It's about no. making it Perfect. Exactly. At least close to it. You know. At least close to close yeah. to. Um, yeah. what, what kind of console can this game be used for, or is it still in the development stages? It's still in development phases, but for right now, it's going to be on a PC first. Mm -hmm. Once more funding, and once we get more people on deck, then I'll be able to start. Okay, let's start putting these on these consoles. This, I mean, it's really a simple process. You just reach out to these corporations, Microsoft, Sony. Hey, I have a pitch for you. I want to do this. They look at the game, and I'm shortening it up, of course. But they look yeah. at the game, they say, okay, I, I think we like this. 
we're going to send you a kit. We want you to make this game onto our special Xbox. It's like a really expensive Xbox or a really expensive Sony PlayStation. And then they have you develop the game and make sure that the space bar means X or the space bar means A. Or if you're shooting, instead of the letter Y, it's the square button on your PlayStation or it's the X button on your Xbox. You see what I mean? And so once you do all of that and you send it back to them and then they say, okay, approved, we want to sell it for this on our marketplace. Do you agree with it? Yes or no? Who's going to say no unless they say we want 95%, but I don't think they're going to do that. So that's the goal with all of this. We're going to start out on PC and then we're going to go out to the consoles. Um, Thomas, wasn't prior to the pandemic, wasn't there like an invitation or something that you received to one of the big conferences or, or something of the other? E3. So E3 is a convention where all of the developer, pub, publishing developers, all these companies, gamers, uh, people that work with these companies, the developers themselves, they all go to this place and they all show off all this stuff. That's basically what it was about. And the ticket that I had was the one that was going to put me in the room with the VPs and all the other executives. It wasn't just a regular ticket just to walk around and look at everything. No, I was going to sit in the back room and be able to talk with people. But because of the pandemic, they canceled oh, it. Wow. And I, and I didn't have that opportunity. But wow. this last, this past year, they did a virtual one. It's not as effective, you know, because it it's not like meta where it's like 3D, you know, you just have a 2D avatar and you're just sending messages to people as much as you can. And I tried the best that I could with that, but I did get some company, a company was called uh, Game Clouding Network. They told me that if we have a good product by February, a nice demo, they're willing to invest in us. So that's our goal for right now. And even if it doesn't fall through, we'll go to somebody else. We've been talking about content since the beginning of the show, and we're talking about video game de development now. Mm. How much content is needed to put together a full video game, per se? Well, the question is a good one or a bad one, really? A good one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so with a good video game, yeah. as much as possible, as much as, much as it doesn't make you go bankrupt. Okay. I can't tell you how many things that I've done just to get our name out there. And it has helped. Whereas if I haven't done anything, if I didn't even, okay, for example, I have uh, two of my girl characters, two of the female characters, they're two princesses in this game. They're friends with the main character, Yvonne. So I have, I had one of the artists create a pose with all three of them just sitting down laughing. And then I was gonna set that out, post that on Facebook, Instagram, excuse me, Instagram, Twitter, advertising, first of all, a few dollars, just so a few people can see it. And just so I can get our name out there just a little bit. It could be a $20, $50 ad on Facebook that runs over the weekend and may reach maybe 10,000, 20,000 people, maybe out of that 20,000, maybe 200 people like it, whatever. At this, all this, all that matters is people see it and they say, "Oh, okay, I remember that." Because if one day they see it again, they'll it'll be in their subconscious and they'll say, "Oh, I remember that. Those were those girls sitting there laughing with each other. What is this about? This is my second time seeing this." And so, content does matter. 
because if you don't have content, how are they going to know about your stuff? And you know, you, you make a great point. Um, as far as video game trailers, that is something that is new. When we were kids, the video game came out and you played it and you figured out whether or not you liked it That's or it. not. Right. But now you have trailers such as like it as if it's a movie. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. A lot has changed. Uh, I, can I back up for one second? I noticed he said when we were kids. What do you mean when you were a kid? I'm not, I'm not that old. I don't know about you. I'm just, I'm just... <laughs> well, I, I think I know what you mean. But uh, I think like back then, I used to depend a lot on like the game informer magazines. <laughs> Uh, when you would go to the game store, you would look at the strategy guide books there, and that'd be the best way to figure out okay, this is how I beat this game. Whereas now, I can get on my smartphone and say, Okay, how do you beat this boss on this level? Oh, mm. you gotta jump over the water when he spits fire out his mouth. Oh, okay, let's do that now, you know. Whereas before, it was a task, like it was, it was. It could be very complicated trying to figure out things, especially just in the video game world. I mean, as simple as it may sound, it, it was very complicated and frustrating sometimes trying to beat those bosses and learn about these video games back then. But now it's at the top step of our fingers right here. Thomas, let me just say this. Let me let me say this to you. And I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I don't like you no more. <laughs> I, 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 just, sorry, I, I don't like you no more. What you know why? Because at some point, someone after you is going to watch this content. They're going to be inspired and they're mm -hmm. going to know that they can do something other than what they're doing currently. Yes. Yes. I don't like you, my friend. I just okay. I don't like you no more. You're not supposed to be doing this. <laughs> Right, and because he's a, he's an inspiration. That's yeah, you don't do, don't come on our show and do that. Oh yeah, <laughs> don't I'm do that. Man. Josh and I are not here for you students to come on here and inspire. We do that. We're the only inspiration around here. Right, you do that inspiration for other students that come along in the future. You'll have another story to tell, just like Tish, right? I'm, more, I'm, right. Like, I'm like another bullet that you can have mm. up in the chamber. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I like that. You know <laughs> what? You, you already know, Josh, what he deserves on top of all this, right? <laughs> Go for it. You can. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's Mic right. drop, burn it up. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, being being really serious though, yeah. this is specifically what I love. You know, um, as we sit and we're talking about the metaverse, we're talking about crypto. These are all programs here at DSDD that are front of the conversations. Mm -hmm. How do we offer programs along this technology that our students can access and be able to make a substantial lifestyle for themselves? You know, I don't, I don't believe that you have to go away for four years in order to learn it. Thomas, no, is, is, is that true to form? No, because I'll say this. I, I remember when I was like 20, I was still going to community college at the time. I always said, I want to go to school for business. 
and I want to go to school for video games. I want to learn business so I'll know how to operate a video game business. So I went to Wayne State and I got my bachelor's degree in management. And then I came to DSDT and I learned about the video games. At first I was going to go to college and creative studies, but it was inconvenient with my work schedule, of course. So with those things that I learned, it wasn't just about the content that I learned in class. It was how I utilized it. So if anybody ever asked me, what did you learn at Wayne State? I'm not going to tell you I learned about the supply chain. I'm not going to tell you I learned about the immersion system within a management group. I'm not going to tell you that. I'm going to tell you I learned how to communicate and get things done with people. Like, you really can't do this stuff alone. Mm. Every business has a hierarchy. And what I learned with video games is how to understand that organizational hierarchy. So, I mean, yeah, I don't regret not going to school for that time. But it was really just more about the people that I met and the things that I learned through the people that I met. I had a teacher specifically tell me, specifically, I'll never forget, I was in marketing one-on-one. He said, if you want to pass the class, read the book. If you want to learn something, listen to me. I wow. never forgot those words. Yeah. Ever. Ever. Yeah. Because it means a lot. You know, that, that uh, 2010, 11, 12 edition is going to change by 2020. So the experiences that that man had of 50, 60 years or whatever, I don't think that's going to change because it's experience. You can always learn from somebody else's experiences so that you don't make the same mistakes or so that you can make the same right decisions. That way you don't have to waste your time making any mistakes because you already know what not to do or you already know what to do. So it's really just about the people you meet in school or any institution, work, wherever. It's about who you meet and what you learn from them and how you learn it and how you utilize it. So so here's a question for you. Can you give us the name of your company as well as the video game that you've been referencing throughout this piece? So we are called Our Diamond. Our Diamond, A-H-R-D-Y-M-O-N-D. So you can go to ourdiamond.com and then you can see this game on this website, Princess of Galaxia. It is a role-playing game. It takes place with a princess uh, losing the kingdom to her older sister due to someone killing their father. So it gets really deep. And when you find out the real reason why the individual killed their father, you'll understand it's a lot deeper than just trying to take over a kingdom. It's, it's really about taking over the universe. But since that's why it's called Princess of Galaxia. So, uh, I urge anybody that has an interest in video games, period, or uh, just want to check it out just for the visuals. Like, there's people that don't play video games, and they look at this stuff when I show it to them, and they're just like, I like the way it looks. That's cool. Thank you. So uh, if there's any support we can have, you can go to our website. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. If you type in our diamond, I guarantee you will find something on the Internet. I guarantee it. Perfect. And I appreciate this opportunity too. Really do. And yeah, there and, we go. And give us that website again. Ourdiamond.com. A-H-R-D-Y-M-O-N-D.com. And it'll pop right up as we can see right here on the podcast. So this is when the, on the homepage here. Mm -hmm. and you scroll over. These are the two games. Uh, the Omni 30 Nights. 
that is an older game that I had. Uh, the 2D one, it is for sale for $9.99. But this one here, Princess of Galaxia, this is the baby right here. This, and this isn't even wow. the final version. This is old content that I'm showing you. The game that we have now is a much better version than this. So I'm very excited for this to be released. Uh, we, from what I talked to about my, with my programmer about, he said we're actually ahead. So I may be able to have something out sooner than February, hopefully sometime in January, but we'll see. And here is an older game that I made, um, Downey 30 Nights. And one other thing I needed to add in is this game connects to Princess of Galaxia in a very subtle way, though, a very subtle way. But that's what all of my games do. They all connect in some kind of way. And once you play all of them or anybody plays all of them, you'll see the different connections because there are more games that I'm coming out with and then you'll see the climax and then you'll say, oh, okay, now I understand this game in particular because I played all of these other ones. But that's later on down the road. Right now, we're just gonna focus on what we have. I like it. Thank you. Mike, Mike, drop. <laughs> <laughs> right. DST, DSDT, DSDT. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, man, I'm a fan. I am a fan. I don't even play video games no more. I'm just saying. I'm too old for video games. I'm just saying. But I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you. I do appreciate it. We're working hard, too. We're working very hard. We really are. We're going to get it done. Wow. Well, Thomas, we want to thank you for showing up and showing out today. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Showing up and showing out. <laughs> if everyone were to follow their dreams as you have, you know, and in fact, I didn't even know that you already had a degree at that. You know, that that is definitely information for me. And just because you've gotten a degree doesn't mean that your learning stops. Exactly. You know, I've actually had a number of individuals who had obtained whether it was their master's degrees and uh, still came back to DFDT because they wanted to be a videographer. And mm -hmm. I, I, I literally remember having that conversation, <laughs> you know, so it just goes to show you that the more you learn, it's cliche, the more you earn, it's the more you true. earn, you know, and, and you, you kind of have to be, especially in these days and ages, you have to be like a jack of many trades. You know, you have to do so many things and be willing to try so many things in order to get ahead. There's a difference between the guy standing in front of the camera, getting the Will Smith type of offers, and the guy that's still chasing the dream that's the busboy at the supermarket. There's a difference. You have to show up and show up, show out and be willing to go that extra mile. You know, and by all means, I mean, you you show that. We can sit here right now and watch your pieces and see what you've been doing with your time, man. Bravo. Thank you. Bravo. Thank Bravo. You. I appreciate it. I really did. Again, I, I couldn't have did it without you all. I couldn't. I would not be here if it wasn't for that day. And I remember you all had a, uh, I think it was a job convention for Ford. I, I remember it like it was yesterday. We, we talked about a few things and I told you some things and you said, hey, why don't you come on in here? Never forget it changed my life, man. So thank you again for so that. So I will be inviting you back definitively for a conversation. Absolutely. 
Yeah. Right. Okay. And cool. um, I love to have you come and speak probably at uh, one of our open houses with our students. You are an inspiration. Thank you again, my friend. I appreciate it. Let me know. I'll be around. We'll try Definitely. to fit it in my uh, busy post office schedule. <laughs> uh, well we have to thank tish and thomas once again great dialogue today you know i i kind of understand why we even kicked the can down the road as to why we should start these podcasts you know and i, I think when you have individuals like uh, Thomas and even Tish, they show up and they give us the dialogue that they have. It just, why not? It just makes sense. You know, uh, this is what DSDT is about. This is what our programs are about. You know, uh, I, I remember specifically Thomas, how many days I used to go back to the classroom where he was being taught and you would have literally maybe eight students in the class and eight students doing various things within the curriculum. Um, actually Thomas and two other gentlemen were doing the uh, game development. And I thought that that was so unique, you know, because the classroom isn't necessarily about the instructor just standing up and going, wow, 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 wow. You know, it's about Thomas, you want to do game development? Let's do it. Young man, you want to do videography? Let's do it. You want to do 3D animation? Let's do it. You know, mm. let's do it all with this environment so everybody walks away being fulfilled as opposed to being like, why did I even take that class? You know, so that was the diamond within the rough uh, wherein he was able to get something out of the curriculum that I find more inspirational than anything. And I'm truly, truly indebted to him now because that story is worth its weight in gold oh yes and it's a story that is going to follow more people are going to pick up on it for sure yeah yeah, yeah. bravo bravo, Good bravo. well thank you tish thank you thomas for carlos i'm josh this is the tech school podcast powered by dsdt see ya see ya